Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Kekosa Sujere, Nihao Puviet. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, intellectual, and artistic people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. We have a fantastic episode for you today with a wonderful guest. Kayak and canoe athlete Antoine Launay joins the show. Antoine is representing Portugal at the upcoming Summer Olympics. And on today's conversation, Antoine and I chat about his preparation for the upcoming Olympic Games and how he's adapted his training over the last 12 challenging months. Antoine also reflects on the mental acumen needed to be successful while on the water. And finally, Antoine and I have a great discussion about the languages that he speaks and how he adapts and learns new cultures, which is an amazing skill and something that has been essential for his life as he's lived in several different European countries with vastly different languages and cultures, and it's fascinating to me how well he can pick up a new language. Really, really fun conversation, and I'm delighted to watch Antoine on his journey for the Olympics this summer. Excited for everyone to meet him, so let's go ahead and bring on Portuguese canoeist Antoine Launay, and let's learn. Thank you so much, Fundo. I'm happy. I've read that you were first introduced to your sport while you were in France, so what do you remember about those early years on the water? That is a good question. Um, so I, I, wa, I am born in, I was born in France, in Angoulême, uh, with a family of uh, three brothers, one sisters. And like with a big family, uh, we don't go to the hotel, we don't go to the club or something like that because it's very expensive. So every summer we go to a different place in France and especially in camping. And my dad is not a very fan of uh, beach, so we don't go um, too much uh, on the coast, but mainly uh, in the mountain. And uh, yeah, it was at when I was five, so in 1998, I was in um, the famous lake in France, which name is uh, Serpenson. In uh, the region is Savoie. It's very nice, very, very nice. And we were there and we were in camping, so all of, uh, all of us. And uh, in this camping, we have a canoe, uh, like uh, in this, in, uh, available at any time. Sorry. And uh, so, yeah, and uh, we, take the, we take the canoe, uh, all of them, like two canoes. One, we was three, and the other one, we was two, because we are five in the family and to go in the middle of the lake and uh but i was five you know so we go there we come back but i was so tired at the end and um it, it was the first experience of canoe but before i was an athlete in bicycle and uh, horses i ride horses uh, too but uh, when i try canoe i say okay i like uh the feeling with the water, I like this discipline and I was very tired. So I say, okay, maybe I can try something different with this sport. So this was my first, very first experience of canoeing. I'm curious about the last year, how you've had to handle all the challenges and how have you changed your training over the last year? So what's it been like for you? It was tough. Sincerely, yeah. You, you know, um, so... I, I began my sport in 2000 already, uh, so I am an athlete, I am a sports canoe athlete 
since 21 years uh, in 2021. But um, yeah, I dream of Olympics games since really 2012 when I make the first, uh, if I was in French, in France, uh, the, f the first French Olympic selection in 2012. So uh, at this time, I believe I can go to the Olympics and I believe I can make something there. So yeah. And uh, in 2016, it was tough uh, too because um, I changed uh, I changed the country. I was for France for eight years, and I changed for Portugal. So in 2016, I missed uh, the place for Olympics in Rio 2016. And yeah, so in 2019, when I get the spot in La Seudurgel in World Championship, I get the seventh place in the final after have the third place in the semi. I was really happy. Sincerely, the dream come true, you know, everything was in place on the road to Tokyo 2020. I have to fight a lot to get the place, uh, to make everything work. So it was a long story. And, uh, but I get the place and quite okay with the seventh place. And after I have a lot of meeting with the Federation, with uh, the Committee Olympic and everything like that to make everything on the place for Tokyo 2020. Because I was only athlete for Portugal in Canusa uh, at this time. And Tokyo is not easy at all. Uh, we have to manage everything for the test event in October, November. Uh, to go there with the Rugby Cup, uh, it was tough uh, and it's very expensive. So we have to manage uh, the budget and everything. So, you know, the road was quite tough, but it was okay in 2019. So we finished 2019, we say, okay, what is the budget to go to 2020? Because Tokyo is very expensive. We have free travel to go there. Uh, it was March, April, May. And after we have Olympic in July in, in 2020, normally. And everything was in place. You know, I work a lot. Sincerely, I work a lot. Everything was in place. So I, in 2020, I began the year, uh, the first day of the year, in 1st January, I was in London, in the Olympic course of London in the Valley. So I was training there for 10 days. I take a plane, I come back in port, training there for 10 days. And I was managing like this, to have the best condition, the best um, playing. And like, uh, yeah, it, it was okay, it was very good. But I was in London the 12th March, I can remember, and everything stopped. Like uh, the Federation tell me, okay, Antoine, you have to come back home right now because after everything will be locked down. So please come back home and we will see. And like, uh, I still today have some clothes in my apartment in London because I rent an apartment at this time. And uh, so I, I was not able to package everything so because I take the first flight. And uh, yeah, everything was closed. So it was sincerely tough because we don't know during 15 days, nothing about the futures, nothing, nothing like, no, we don't know about the Olympic games. The, some event, event we, uh, was canceled, but step by step, you know, like every two days, every week, we have one event canceled, canceled, but not postponed, eh? but canceled, <laughs> like no, no event at all. So at the beginning, we say, okay, we keep uh, the shape, we keep the, um, 
we keep the training, but at the end, when the Olympic game was postponed, we say, okay, Anton, relax, <laughs> relax, take it easy. Uh, yeah. I don't cry, sincerely. I don't cry when I know this news. But uh, yeah, something broke in my heart, like, uh, I don't know what to say, but yeah, it was too hard to... The, the, the speed before and like everything stopped in one, in a couple of days. I cannot believe it. And uh, yeah, after... It was hard because uh, I stopped very hard. So no training, just some activity, but very little. So I take weight and yeah, my muscle was uh, sleeping a little bit. And so yeah, we have to plan everything again. And uh, so I was in France with my uh, girlfriend and uh, and in France, the lockdown stopped the 11 May. And uh, I said, okay, but uh, I cannot go like uh, as fast as before on the Olympic plane because the Olympic is in one more than one year. So we have to go step by step. And I say, okay, I begin slowly. And when my coach can travel again too, because it was Spain, Periquero uh, from Spain. So I say, okay, I want to begin again together. Like, I don't want to begin alone and uh, like video conference and everything like that because we do a lot, already a lot of video conference during this time. So yeah, we managed like this and we began step by step. It was hard, sincerely it was hard because uh, mentally I was not ready. Like uh, no event really, uh, some events still cancel after the beginning of the second Olympic preparation. And uh, yeah, with some weights, um, more weights. And uh, yeah, definitely was not uh, as easy as, uh, as I want, but uh, uh, it was a way because uh, I take weight, I stop training. So I have to do everything again, find the, the budget to work with the federation and the community. So yeah, adaptability. adaptability. I think the, the key word was, uh, yeah, adaptability because uh, after the lockdown, nothing, nothing was sure. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, maybe we will talk about it later, but uh, I don't know how many calendar I made since March, 2020. But it's uh, unbelievable. Like every month, I have to begin everything again. Like uh, today, we are in April. I think I have the last one. I know what I will do in a couple of days. I have 95 days, I think, until the Olympic Games today. I think I know what I will do in the next 95 days. But it's my first time I can tell you that, like, quite sure. Yeah. but something still don't uh, be sure. Well, I love your point on being adaptable and that being key. When you are working on weights, what are the muscles that you're focusing on to, to be effective on the water? Is it a lot of core work, a lot of shoulders? For you, what's the, the focus? Yeah, we can believe it's a shoulder is a top mus muscle uh, to be top athlete in canoe, but uh, definitely not. 
because we see a lot of athletes um, with some pain, with some surgery, if the body is not uh, balanced, like uh, if the top is too big, too strong, and the bottom is like uh, slim and uh, no, yeah, no, no power. Because uh, like every day, like a single day of uh, race is about uh, 10 or 15K walking. So, you know, you cannot be um, not in shape uh, with uh, walking, for example, on a day because we, we, we analyze a lot of next to the course and the course is around 500 meters and we do that many times. So yeah, we work a lot. And after coming back to the athlete tent, uh, video tent, physio tent, uh, home, analyze. So we work a lot, you know. So we can think it's uh, top, uh, yeah, shoulder, core. Yeah, we need some, but uh, sincerely, I think, but in all the sports, you know, sincerely, I think in all the sports today, a good athlete needs to be uh, in shape in all the, all the body. Yeah, that's a great point on being balanced. Another thing that all athletes seem to have is also mental toughness, mental fitness. So for you, how do you mentally train for your sport? What do you do to make sure that you're in the right frame of mind? That is a good question. Uh, yeah, I work a lot on this uh, because um, in my story, I was a champion quite young. Uh, since I began canoe, I was quite... Uh, yeah, I win a lot of race when I was very young. So from my eight to fourteen, I win quite a lot of race uh, in France. And uh, after when I begin the national race in fifteen, I win too. And uh, like I win quite young and quite often, but I didn't success to keep this line. You know, like after when um, you know maybe. To be honest, maybe my body like was um, growing up faster than other because when you are young, it could be, and yeah, maybe I train a bit more, maybe. But in one age, when I 18, 19, everything is uh, on the same. Everybody, everybody is ready to train hard, to work hard. So the body is not. Um, any more uh, advantage. Everyone is on the same step. So, yeah, and uh, so after this, uh, I was a double-time French champion in 2008 and 2009, and uh, that was very rare uh, to make it because as the body is not really, uh, it's difficult to make two time uh, on this, um, yeah, on the 18 years, like two times, because sometimes some growing up faster, stronger, uh, train more than other, but I win two times. And the only one who make it before it was Fabien Lefebvre, who was a big champion for France. So I was happy, but mentally I, have, I need to work because uh, after to keep this uh, high level athlete, uh, when you are young, you take pressure and pressure uh, that is tough. And yeah, I work. Um, I work at, when I was young. I worked a lot with a sophologist. Sophologist, and maybe uh, is that the correct word in English? Maybe psychologist. Maybe it might be. 
uh, is a psychologist, but more uh, relaxing. Mm, so yeah, but it's a psychologist and more for, more for relaxing, more for um, take the key of uh, take the control of your mental and some situation. But I work like this for one year because uh, too much pressure and I get um, a big, uh, yeah, a big pain in my arms. It was a tendinite, a elbow tendinite, like uh, the tennis elbow, because I I make too much pressure on myself and I need to relax too. So I work a lot on it and. Um, yeah, I see a lot of specialists like uh, physio, um, acupuncturist, uh, yeah, psychologist. So it was a big year for me uh, during one year to see a lot of specialists to say, hey, cool down. At the, fi I, I, at the final point, we say that. But everyone say, oh, what's happened? What happened with your body? Maybe you train too much. But at the final point, you say, hey, Antoine, cool down. <laughs> Could on your mental. So yeah, the the main thing was relaxing for me because I am some someone who need to control a lot of things. And so control is good, but too much control is uh too much and uh too much pressure, too much um too much stress. And uh so for me one one key point was uh, relaxing and the visualization uh, for me is a visualization is very important too i work a lot on it uh, with um, with francois quick marinier which is a um, spe specialized on um, hypnosis uh, hypnosis yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh, so yeah we work uh, on different way we work on the on the ball to visualize uh, my situation on the boat we visualize the race one or two weeks before like we say okay how would you how do you feel the day we visualize when we arrive on the spot we say okay feel the water heard the water oh what is the temperature of the water the wind the birds yeah everything what you can heard what do you think about the race day so yeah we work to be focused on the day um, so we try to manage because i need to control a lot of things so we manage to uh, to be conscious of what could happen and more i am um, prepared for that more i am relaxing on the day yeah. This is uh, the work on my mental. I like that. Visualization, reminding yourself to be relaxed and controlling as much as you can, which helps your relaxation. I love all that. Your career has taken you all throughout Europe and you've been on some of the most electric and just amazing, incredible bodies of water. Now, I won't ask you your favorite, but which are the locations that have left the strongest mark emotionally on you in your heart? Definitely, I have one. is Bursa Maurice. So maybe you don't know it because you are not a uh, specialist of canoeing, but Bourg-Saint-Maurice uh, is in France, in Alps, not too far from Serpenson where I began, but it's where I win a lot of titles and mainly my first one, like uh, in 2008. And like it's memorable, it's, um, 
yeah in my memories for all yeah for all my life for sure because yeah. uh yeah it was and this course is amazing sincerely it's amazing for many if you ask too many athletes you know some river are beautiful in the world like uh in new zealand i, I do a kitchener river it's beautiful river but Bourg-Saint-Maurice Saint-Sally, who made this course, is like the main top course for everyone. Because it's beautiful, it's on the Montaigne Alps, it's very close from the ski station, very famous like Les Arcs, La Plagne, Avoriaz. Uh, yeah, so it's very close from this. And you have a lot of good cheese, the, one of the best cheese, which is Beaufort. Uh, Beaufort, uh, yeah, you have Tom de, La Tome de Savoie, which is very famous too. So we have some very good cheese. So when I was young and I was not uh, as fit as uh, right now for the Olympic Games, I eat some, but uh, and I can't wait to eat some again. And uh, yeah, so definitely Port Saint Maurice okay. is um, and the water is very blue because it's from from the snow, from the cement snow. So. Sincerely, if you have the luck to go there, just for vacation or something like that, go there. I will do that. France is, is my favorite country, so I, but I haven't been there yet, so I'm going to have to put that okay. on top of my list. Um, you are very welcome, and don't hesitate to tell me when you are here, and I will manage something for you. Let's do it. Let's do it. As long as we can have the cheese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sincerely, I travel a lot, and uh, I like cheese, and uh, I have uh, some good taste i think <laughs> so not that is i taste so if you want to have some we'll do it yeah. do it i know that you've mentioned before that usain bolt is a, another athlete that you look up to what is it about usain that inspires you usain is a um, spectacular athlete because uh he wins a lot of medals is um what is very incredible on him on him is um you know the facility the facility to win some of the race. This was uh, incredible for me. Like uh, you, when you see the image, you know, it's like 10 second race. So it's very, very short. Like it's a spectacular show, you know? Like in Olympic games, everyone wait this moment. In, in athletism, everyone wants to buy a ticket for the 100 meters men final, you know? <laughs> And uh, yeah, it was more about the show, what he made. And um, yeah, and I read a lot about him, like his work, uh, because uh, his body was not really good for that, you know? It was not um, uh, like, uh, for example, in France, if he was a French sprinter, he was not on the team yeah. because the doctor was not agreed to him to make uh, his sport. Because he have a um, problem in his vertebrae, uh, he have a scoliosis. So normally he can do what he do, but uh, maybe it's his force too, you know. Because he have this problem, so maybe he's stronger than other. So we still have analyze a lot why he's strong as this, but uh, mainly his his work, you know. And definitely because at the end. He win. He don't win all the race because sometimes he lose, and this make him a, a human too, you know. But uh, yeah, and as a showman, Usain Bolt is a showman with uh, everything what he do. Uh, so 
yeah, I was very, yeah, very surprised every time I, I can watch him. And yeah. uh, I, I don't miss any final of him. Yeah. One thing I'm fascinated about with you is that you've lived in several different countries and all the countries have different languages. So you've had to learn and speak different languages. So how do you go about that? When you go to a new country, you're currently in Italy, another country. How do you go about learning the, not only the language, but the culture of a new location? Yeah, that was, um, I was not good at all in languages in school, sincerely. And I'm sorry if someone uh, <laughs> heard me today from my school. And I say sorry for the teachers, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I every time love uh, learning about languages, and mainly when uh, I traveled quite when I was young. Uh, my first, yeah, was uh, at fifteen. I was uh, in USA by myself with um, exchange, and that was a big experience. And I know at this time I need to learn English very well so today my english is not as good as i want i want to be a better uh, friend but uh, today uh, i think i can speak and i can be understand so this is my first step to be happy but yeah i finally i would like to be fluent i know i can be fluent at every language where i travel today because like today i'm in italy and i can speak Italian, but uh, you know, because I live three years in Spain, I'm from Portugal where my mom was born. So I have some, some sentence, some, yeah, I don't speak as good uh, Portuguese like I speak uh, English, for example, but uh, yeah, I understand quite everything. Like today in Italy, I don't understand everything, but I understand the main, the main subject so i can speak a little bit i don't speak italian at all but uh, like uh, i live in italy for since three weeks right now and yeah yesterday i was able to say some different thing about uh, food for example so you you don't need all the world to speak a language like uh, i think a study say one thousand world is enough to know language so today I don't know one thousand of the world in Italy and in Portuguese I am close to, so I can speak and I can be understood. I hope so. <laughs> it's not as good. The accent, everything, the mainly the conjugation is not good sometimes. Yeah. But, what, uh, what city in the United States did you exchange to? Philadelphia. We're in Philadelphia. Okay, wow. Philadelphia, and uh, yeah, I moved a bit um, during one month in uh, the New York State, New Jersey, Washington DC, and yeah, I was uh, going in the um, Mountain Station, which is a Wyndham in New York State. It was good. I was happy. It was a good experience, sincerely. Yeah, very cool. What do you think is the biggest lesson you've learned about life from the last year? It doesn't even have to be about the Olympics or anything, just in general about life. What do you think the biggest lesson you've learned? The biggest le lesson was definitely flexibility. flexibility. Um, I never thought I was able to be flexible as right now. 
at the beginning, since uh, this Olympic period uh, to prepare Tokyo, I uh, say to my uh, physio, to my uh, physical coach, okay, uh, I know I read a lot about physical uh, new uh, tips, and I say I want to be flexible and dynamic. This is a key, two key word uh, of body at this time for athletes but i was not uh, as good uh, at all and we tried to be better on it like with the physio with some very hard straight strange with some yoga and uh, with some mobility with some application like uh, we do that on this and in distance and uh, yeah last year i uh, i learned about flexibility in mental like uh, yeah definitely and uh, right now i think flexibility is my uh, my new mental my new uh, object uh, yeah objective and uh, to keep this one to keep this uh, lessons from last year because uh, like uh, as i told you before the calendar was uh, tough to fix it because we have to manage uh, to manage it to change a lot of different things and uh yeah like flexibility with my wife so with my girlfriend because uh yeah like um, for example uh, i stay here in italy for five weeks and we don't see each other for five weeks because it's too complicated to go back in france with this lockdown and so this flexibility you know uh she have to understand i have to manage my mental to not be crazy five weeks go out from home because at the at the beginning we plan two weeks here one week home two weeks for the european championships but finally i stay here because it's more calm more easy less test less pcr test so yeah i think be flexible and be flexible and be be patient and be be flexible is like be patient be positive and be um, yeah kind with you like very smooth with you because you cannot control everything so be flexible and sometimes you need these things, you need to eat, you need to relax, you need to go for work, you need to be stressed, live this emotion and be flexible, you know, not only, yeah, be flexible. <laughs> well, and adaptable, like you mentioned earlier on the other question. So I think that's, that's completely right. How can listeners and people follow your career and follow your life as you have your journey towards the Olympics this summer? Yeah, they can follow me on uh, Facebook, Instagram. So my name is Antoine Lonnet. I am uh, in Instagram is uh, Antoine Lonnet off. Uh, and uh, yeah, I will try to soon put some video in YouTube. I have a YouTube channel too. And um, you have an application for Portugal uh, team, which is a Portugal Committee Olympic uh, team, which you can follow me, follow my race. So yeah, on my social, I try to be uh, as uh, active, as more active as I can to give you uh, tips, give you where I am, what I am doing, the link for the to follow the race. And yeah, I hope I will have 
back my website too, which is antoinelonet.com. So yeah, you can follow me. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for this podcast. And thank you to follow my journey. This was a lot of fun, man. I'm glad we connected. Thank you so much, Andal. It was a pleasure. Hasta pronto. A bientôt. See you later. Three different <laughs> Thank you so much. Merci See you later. With pleasure. Bye-bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Much appreciation to Antoine. Keep an eye out for him competing in this summer's Olympic Games and follow him on Instagram, Antoine Launay Off. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Adiento. Randall has become like, you know, New York's favorite son.